welcome to the Naked Under the Table show, where we say what we think because we're just as naked under the table as you are. We've got nothing under the table and nothing is off the table. Our weekly golden nuggets are delivered hot and fresh to your favorite half-naked people, Martin, Denise, and Elsie. On this week's episode, we are launching into the second of our controversial couples for February, and we are going to be talking about the crime couple known as Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. And the host with the most for tonight's episode is none other than Martin Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome. Good to see you guys. How are you? Everything's good. I'm kind of in a mood where I want to go on a freaking killing spree or like a crime spree right now. Like I'm like that angry and yeah. that like, what is going on in the world? You know, but, but I, but I will hold it in. I will hold it in. I'll save it for the right. So you brought your, you brought your inner Bonnie tonight. Yeah, I did, man. This, this is my, what's his gun called? Clyde's like a Browning something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Thompson. Or something. No, I don't think it. he used the Thompson to use like. What is what? A Browning. He used a Browning. Browning. And I'll just pretend that this is the cigar that Bonnie had in that infamous photo of hers. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, no? Uh, they say that B- Bonnie though doesn't really smoke cigars. She it doesn't. It's just a uh, photo of her. Yeah, she was, was some, somewhat of a amateur f- photographer. She was actually a, a film enthusiast. Artist. Right, right, right. So now that we brought that up, maybe Martin can help the audience out just in case they don't know much about Bonnie and Clyde. You can give them a quick like synopsis. Yeah, of who we'll, they we'll, are. we'll we'll do a little bit of a, a quick run through here in case uh, yeah, yeah. in case people haven't seen the documentary. Actually, there was a new movie out called The Highwaymen, which is uh, focusing on the people that that caught Bonnie and Clyde. Also, a very amazing movie. It was recently released Netflix within the last like. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. It's a really, really good movie. I ever recommend people to watch that one also. But Bonnie and Clyde, yeah, we're in the. Um, I believe they died in 1934, so we're in the 1920s, 1930s. Um, this is uh, the. It's it's the peak of the American Depression. the The country is in complete chaos. Uh, all the institutions <coughs> are failing. People are in extreme poverty. Um, yeah, it's it's really bad. Uh, like the Great Depression, I, I think there, there's a reason why you call it the Great Depression. It, it, maybe we can do an episode on that specifically one point at one point. Not dive too deep into it now, but but it was a it was a very trying time. So this gave birth to a, a crime culture in the states, which which actually um, lasted for quite a while. Uh, but it also uh, gave birth to a glorification of criminals and some of these criminals and and probably one of the most famous ones like i'm sure like people know like al capone and all of these like gangster types like italian mobsters you know but uh from the south in the south they didn't have a lot of gangsters or they did but in the south it was more of um small time outlaws like outlaws in the way that like if we're, we're talking about like doing the prohibition, like people that would that right. would brew their own alcohol. Like these guys are just moonshine. Like, yeah, moonshine. Like these guys are just plain out ice cold. Like they just don't. Like they, they they'll just do whatever they please. And if you try to stop them, or if you get in their way, 
man, yeah. you, you might end up on the on the wrong side of a gunfight. So yeah, but that's also because they literally had nothing to lose. Like yeah. they were that dirt poor, right? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And and they were they they were pushed to a place where they had nothing to lose. And and both Bonnie and Clyde grew up in the slums. Uh, just outside of uh, Dallas, just outside of Dallas, there was a, a slum area there called the Devil's Shore, I believe it was called. And they both grew up there, uh, dirt poor. Um, Clyde was more uh, so, more so Clyde, no, more so Clyde. More so Clyde, but but uh, but Bonnie grew up in a in a and and this is in, in the 1930s. Huh? She grew up without a without a father, a single mom. Uh, she, she was she was the daughter of a single mom. There were three three daughters, I believe, and and uh, and the mom. So Clyde was really really poor. They were I think he had, they were Almost seven homeless. seven brothers and a couple of sisters. Very big family, and they were just really really poor. Um, and he was also the one that initially got into crime. He got into car stealing, which is very common, like um, way into 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 harder types of crime uh and which also defined the the kind of type of crime they did like um car stealing grand theft also went with with clyde for his entire criminal career uh and he was known for riding around in a ford v8 right right getting away from the cops in your v8 they couldn't catch man. him they couldn't, yeah, catch, they couldn't him. catch him like they, they were they were running cars that could do maybe 35 kilometers an hour and his v8 could do like 90 that's that's fast for its time for its time it's really it's actually still fast now <laughs> yeah man it, it it's pretty insane so um they meet each other bunny and clyde and and um actually the funny thing about bunny was that she was actually very good in uh in school like it's not defined how good like we're probably not talking i don't know maybe she was a straight a student who knows but she was smart and she she actually wrote a lot of poetry and some of it we will we'll go through tonight just to kind of get a, a picture of of how how things look inside of Bonnie's head, but very well formulated. Very, uh, she's very well articulated. She's um, a good understanding of what she's doing and why she's doing it. Um, and very very interesting person. Very interesting. Uh, and um, so she meets up with Clyde, and uh, at this time Clyde is is. Uh, yeah, he's into petty crimes, he's stealing cars, but he's living the good life, right? He's living the good life, he's making a bit of money here and there, and, and he has a nice well, most car. Of his, most of his brothers were like into crime themselves. I think they specific, were, they were... specifically one. There was specifically one mm. older brother called Buck. Buck. Who was, uh, who was the guy that taught him how to steal cars. Mm. Um, at this time, he meets Bonnie very briefly. They meet, uh, he gets sent to jail. And mm. after he comes out of jail, that's 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 when shit starts getting getting crazy. Yeah. They hook up. Uh, they start doing a lot. They start hitting up a lot of like start stealing a lot, uh, armed robberies and and stealing cars and all of this stuff. And <clears throat> and, and spent quite a long time on the run. Uh, uh, Bonnie is also actually shortly also in in jail. Um, and they end up spending before their death. They end up spending two years on the road. Just robbing stores, robbing banks, stealing cars, and running, kind of running from the it, police. 
Right, Mark. It was kind of sensationalized that people think that they were big-time bank robbers. They were mostly, they did mostly petty crimes like they, stealing they actually, stores, gas stations. And, that, but that and also, it was the Great Depression, so people didn't have money. Yeah, like that also shows like the, the need from the American people at the time to, uh, or how they glorified these these right. criminals, not only Bonnie and Clyde, but just g- criminals in, in general. Like how much hate and, and hopelessness towards the system yeah. that, that was present at, at, at this given time. Because the thing was, Bonnie and Clyde kind of, besides from, some, from living a wild life, which I guess we'll talk about as we go through this, which in itself is pretty, pretty uh, entertaining, um, people had this idea that they were like Robin Hoods, like they were, they were stealing from, from, from the government and from the rich people and from the bankers and giving they, to the they poor. Weren't, no? But but the truth was that mostly they actually hit up rural gas stores, uh, gas uh, like uh, gasoline stores and uh, and small. They call them mom and pop stores, Moment. which which is which is family owned businesses, right? You have a little kiosk or a sari sari store, right? If you're in the Philippines or whatever, like these these are the kind of targets that they mainly did. And then they did a couple of banks also, but but mainly they did these kind of um, these kind of targets. In, in in the movie in the movie nga, Martin, if I can remember that Warren Beatty movie, he even tried to rob a bank and the bank didn't even have any money because it was the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that? There was that was also it's just like most of their targets, they like if you hit a, a gas store or something like that, you might get away with five dollars, right? Five ten dollars. That's low. You know, yeah, that's but I not... mean that was more back then, of course, right? But <clears throat> But, That's uh, not far from happening now. There's a Bonnie and Clyde now. People, mo- most most companies now are broke. Also, <laughs> so yeah. that could be the Touché. same case. Touché. Yeah. So, but I think. Yeah. yeah sorry, Go Denise. Go, please, please. No, but I think what's important to, what I think it's important, and, and this will come out a lot later, is Bonnie and Clyde were fascinating in the start, um, and their whole crime spree was romanticized and sensationalized, and then. People got sick of it. You know, people just turned on them. And, and then it's going to come out a little later about how that happened. But I think that's very important because part of the reason why Bonnie and Clyde, I think, met their demise is because they were so sensationalized. Like if nobody knew who they were, you know, because the police was getting embarrassed by them already. You know? But yeah, we'll get to that later. But, but that, that's for sure. The media pay, played a big part. And, and, and when you read... So the reason why I like Bonnie and Clyde, I, I don't know, not like, but I, I have a fascination with 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 uh, evil, I guess, acts. Also people, but evil acts in in, spe- in specific and and what makes a person commit them. And uh, and and, that, and that's why I find Bonnie and Clyde so interesting and the philosophy that they kind of bring to the table um, to justify w- the way that they live and what they do. But um, but if you compare their crimes, which are considerable, right? There's about 13 people, at least. They've killed about 13 people. It's debatable how, how much. Is, but they got charged for 13. Um, and they robbed a ton of places. But if you compare them, there are other couples in history that have gotten way, way worse. Like way, way killed way, way, way more people than that. And mm-hmm. wouldn't even get close to the same uh, reputation, right? So a big factor in this in this case, uh, and which is why we're talking about it, is also their love relationship. 
It's not only their crimes, but and their lifestyle, but also their love relationship. So we'll we'll dive into that, and I'll I'll take a stab at the first question of tonight, which is uh, like when you guys were were like I think most people have an idea about what Bonnie and who Bonnie and Clyde is. They might not have read or or seen so much or studied it a lot, but they might have an idea of like uh, or or a picture of what they think about it. So my, my question was actually like like what was your initial impression of, of Bonnie and Clyde and, and, and their romance? Um before you kind of dived into it. And maybe you can explain also how if if and how that view on their relationship changed as you got to know them a little bit better. Um so tonight we're gonna do ladies first. So Elsie, please uh, go ahead. <laughs> nice. Thank you, thank you. I I, I... I, I, I like being treated like a lady, you know. Right, I think right. chivalry has has a chance of uh, existing in this pandemic. Thank you, Martin, for uh, uh, showing us that. <clears throat> and okay, oh, now, uh, Bonnie and Clyde's uh, love love language <laughs> would be uh, uh well, uh, you're right, Denise. When when you said about uh, there's there's nothing to lose, and 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 a person who has nothing to lose is, is pretty dangerous. Uh, most villains, most great villains who have nothing to lose are pretty dangerous. Uh, the Joker, fictional villains, even real villains uh, who have nothing to lose uh, tend to be the most dangerous. And Bonnie and Clyde are, are there. They, they were dangerous. But can we say that they had nothing to lose? They wanted, I guess they wanted some stardom. Well, we know that Bonnie did. She wanted to be a celebrity. So... Was it her that romanticized their exploits? Maybe she did because she took photographs and wrote about it. And due to that, uh, uncovering the, the film and her poetry, uh, magazines printed it, um, a newspaper printed it, instant sensation, instant stardom for them. Too bad they were already dead in that <laughs> And so, so that's a sad part. Uh, they didn't. They didn't really, uh, you know, uh, uh, relish in their stardom in their celebrity. To be fair, though, that happens a lot. Like Edgar Allan Poe, and you know, it happens a lot. Pablo Picasso. For some reason, we have like diesel engine appreciation minds. Like, we always appreciate them after they're gone. Naku, naku. Let's wait till a hundred years after they will unearth this. The videos of nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. What, what, exactly. <laughs> Those guys saw the future. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep on, uh, you know, predicting stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, impression. Uh, I think it was really uh, a whirlwind romance when it came to uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, Bonnie was 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 married. And uh, here's the funny fact. Uh, she never got rid of her wedding ring from her first husband, right? She never. Yep. She wore it till she, the, the day she died. So uh, It was why? on her body. Jewelry, guys. You need to understand. Oh, okay, okay. Back then, any form of jewelry is so hard to come by. I right, care. right. There was no sentimentality in that wedding ring. Mm. It was just a piece of jewelry. But was she, she also had a tattoo. Yeah, well, that's on you know, the inner right on the inner right thigh. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
saying mm. Bonnie and Ron. Ron, Ron I yeah. believe, was the name of, of her first mm. husband. Uh, mm. So, so she was a wild chick, right? Mm. I, I mean, even even um, I don't know about you, Elsie, but we'll talk about this later on, and and Denise can maybe can maybe pitch in as well uh, towards the end. But but wild chicks, like I, I've met a few uh, wild people, like these people exist, like they are. You mean from the wild, from the forest? Like, no, they have a wild personality, man. Like, like this, this, oh, type, okay. this type of person. Like, for example, talking about getting pushed by your circumstances, right? Oh, which, yeah. Which, yeah. of course, is is a, is a part of it, but it's also just there are some people they have it in their nature. Like, they are wild people. They want it or, wild or, or unconventional. Know? Maybe, uh, maybe uh, uh, people who go against the grain, who go against social norms, who. Uh, uh, basically, rebellion, re- re- rebels by heart. You know, yeah. these are these are these are uh, rebellious uh, people uh, by nature. And I think Bonnie was that. I think um, you can. She was punk rock before punk rock, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, I think, especially back then in the thirties or in even the late twenties, getting a tattoo was pretty taboo. I I, I would imagine. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. That was also what I was thinking. Like one thing is. But imagine that's just getting a tattoo. Like she had it next to her, right. all the way up right. on the inside of her right, right thigh. Right. right? We know what all the way up means, right? She, she and, uh... and, right. And, and that's 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 only the 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 tip of the ice for you that we know. We don't know that much about what really happened to Bonnie and Clyde. I mean, or or Bonnie and Ron uh, before even uh, meeting Clyde. Yeah, but and yeah, and and that and I. The question is, would Ron, if Ron didn't, because the husband, for our listeners, the husband, the first husband of, of Bonnie was a cheat. Maybe uh, maybe she even beat her up. We don't know. But uh, she tried to leave three times. Am I correct? I, I think uh, he left oh, he three left. times. He left three he times. He left, okay. And then, and then on never the came back. He was like, fuck this. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so so I, I'm with with that with with a bad marriage at hand, in hand, uh, and meeting Clyde, who's he's probably he probably looked like Robin Hood in, in her in her eyes, someone with adventure and and, and daring, and so I guess that was a that was a release for Bonnie. Um, is it love? We'll deal with that later. We'll talk about that later. Uh, it could be, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it was a sense of freedom. I'm sure uh, a sense of release was was uh, engulfing Bonnie at that time. I, I would I would imagine. What about you, Denise? What do you think? I like how you qualified it with an initial impression, and then if my impression has changed, because I was a kid when I first read about Bonnie and Clyde. And I will tell you, they scared me, you know, like scared me because they didn't care, you know, and it was like, wow, like that brazen disregard for the law or even not even law, just social construct entirely. Right. Like the way she posed holding a gun with a cigar in her mouth. That was so not the definition of what a lady did. Right. Um, and, and, and how they seem to be so open about their lines we're not even trying to hide it at least that's the impression i got obviously they were running from the law but the impression i got as a kid was there must have been some thing wrong with society that this was allowed to continue 
you know, um, them doing all of these things. And I realized, actually, now that I'm older, I realized two things. Number one, it's still the same. We glorify the people that do crazy stuff. Maybe they're not robbing banks and killing people, but they're putting out makeup brands of lipstick lines and selling shit products to people and cheating them. But we glorify them and give them their own reality show. You know, it's like, it's the same shit. It's the same shit. And, and I know we're going to cover this later, but I just, I cannot understand why we glorify people who are supposed to be vilified and vilify the people who are supposed to be glorified. Like I never understand that, you know, and it's always too late. But I, I, I think I think in, in terms of that, I, I think it's because people people that 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 um, that do that let do good things can do it. Oh, what, what am I trying to say? I think that's because people that that on the surface do good things can be corrupt and people that on the surface do bad things um, or, or wrong things, I guess, uh, can be morally justified, at least to a certain so extent. So when Kylie Jenner, when Kylie Jenner creates shit makeup products and doesn't even use her own products because she knows they're shit, she can be morally justified, no, right? And no, that's but, my but, point. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's and, also yeah. just one example. Like if you take Bonnie and Clyde, that's a whole. That's not a Kylie Jenner. No, but I guess what I'm saying is we are aware they are doing bad things, and we. Just let it go. In fact, we give them more fame, more money, more attention. Yeah. Is is what I'm saying, and and that's it's twisted to me. It is but twisted. If I, had to, if I had to answer the define their kind of love, one word comes to mind, and it is the epitome of a relationship like this: codependency. Bonnie and Clyde had a codependent relationship, and it is like if you need a textbook example of codependency, that's it. You know, because codependency does not necessarily mean you guys are inwardly toxic or that the relationship is ruining each of you or even the two of you together. Codependency actually has ramifications outwardly because you guys are so overly reliant on each other for love, support, confidence, even making decisions that it can really affect how you interact with the rest of the world. And that's why codependent relationships also dangerous even though they might necessarily be immediately harmful to the people in the relationship and that's literally what happened to them you know they were fine well at least until the end <laughs> until you know people got like their legs burnt off and stuff but we'll get there later but you know like it was really a codependent relationship um and i will debate elsie though i don't think it was a whirlwind romance i will i will say it was love at first sight probably or there was initial attraction but he ended up going to jail for a while. They were separated for a while. And when he got out, they got back together. So she waited for him, mm. you know, and it wasn't whirlwind at all. And, and to that end, I have to give them chops. I have to give them chops. I think mm. as codependent as it is, I'll forgive them that because they went through a lot of psychological trauma as kids. <laughs> but I think they genuinely loved each other. They really, really did. I, I think that what, that's what makes them so intriguing. I think that's what's make. The the the, uh, the the couple so lovable is is the mere fact that they're they're a couple, and and they seem to be a a, a fake couple, in the eyes of a, a lot of people. in our eyes people who really don't know the real story. We only know what, what we read and what we watch, and and uh, I'm they're sure the there's ultimate, more to that. They're the ultimate ride or die couple. 
They were, they were. They, the ultimate ride-or-die couple. I know? guess that's the reason they're very lovable and they were they, they, they were sensationalized. Yeah. Uh, they definitely even, were a ride-and-die couple, man. That, that, that's, literally. That's for sure, <laughs> right, man. Right. That's for sure. They did die riding, so... But didn't Bonnie join Clyde's gang? She was yeah, the gang. Bonnie didn't have anyone. No, no, no. They Clyde's were gang. It was, yeah, that's why they were called the, what was his last name? Clyde. Son the of the Barrow Gang. Called, it was called Barrow, the Barrow Gang. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was called the Barrow so Gang. The Barrow Gang. So Bonnie joined the Barrow Gang. What Did she become somewhat uh, the accountant of the gang or something? Or be, did she become the, was her, she? Her, her, role, her, her role in it is actually uh, a little bit uncertain. Also, there's actually, to this day, there's still question about whether she actually killed anyone. Right. Yep. They say that she never really held a gun, uh, never really shot anyone. So uh, these are speculations. Yeah. Well, she'd hold them for photos. For photos, for photos. yeah. But she yeah. never really, yeah, yeah. Right, because there was a, there was an eyewit, uh, there, there was a, who, who, who survived? I think one of the Barrow uh, uh, brothers survived. And, and they made him watch the, the first film. And they interviewed him after, and, they, and he said that no, a lot of that are are, are sensationalized. It, it was hell. It wasn't glamorous at all. It wasn't. It wasn't fun at all. We were we were starving. We were we were dirty. All, we were sick all the time. Mm. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, I really think it was it was very glamorized. Um, which is which is again that's a part that's a part of the story as well, right? The, the circumstances. It's show business. Uh, it's show business. Exactly, it's show business. The surrounding factors in general, uh, also just the, the state that that uh, the situation was like they were in in the states at the time. So many things to play in, but uh, I, I I believe that or I think that that's right. They they were really sensationalized. The media was hungry for entertainment. The the, mm-hmm. the American people was hungry for entertainment. And with the love story of these two, because that's where I agree with, uh, I believe you said that, Denise. Like, I, I believe they generally loved each other. Like, it really, when, when, after I've now studied their story a couple of times, um, there are really things that they, they've done for each other that that not a lot of people would, would, would do. And, and um, so in, in that case, uh, if we talk about the story of Bonnie and Clyde, I believe that part, to be true um also with the codependency which i also find very interesting like my initial impression uh i i am a little bit of an admirer of like the wildness of it all you know i don't fantasize about uh running around in a car and rubbing rubbing gas stations but um like like you know like that feeling of riding into the sunset or or uh, just, just keep on moving like this 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 I, i've always loved that i love to keep on moving never ending journey to, to yeah to chase to chase the next challenge or to chase and and have a very very acid light but but very um uh, an acid light, uh, uh, an acid light, well, life, a lifestyle where I move around all the time and I see new things and I chase down new challenges and and, and that part of it, I'm I'm very, um, I was very intrigued about, I, I, especially when I was younger. Also from people like Bonnie and Clyde. But something that catches my attention now, uh, in terms of their love, 
is uh, also how because as as uh, love is always beautiful in some sense you know like between two people like it's hard it's hard it's hard to deny it i i guess like two people that really care for each other and 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 want to do the best for each other it's hard to deny the beauty in that but there's also the other side of it which is this uh negative spiral where um you condone each other's uh, behaviors, bad behaviors, in a way that it spins out of control. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily the 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 the, the case with Bonnie and Clyde. Actually, on the opposite, I, I think you can make a, a a different argument, which which will, will will which will be a little bit more clear as we go through the poems. But there's definitely been an aspect of that, like they have condoned of each other's uh, 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 bad so behavior. I, I would use another word, you know, um, and the word I would use is enabling. They enabled each other's bad behavior, you know. Um, condoning is almost a passive way of, of allowing this behavior, but enabling has both the passive and the active you know, I mean, this girl brought a gun to his freaking prison to try to break him out of jail. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you man. know what I mean? There's like active enabling of this lifestyle that they both chose for each other. You know, which, by the way, allegedly was her first crime. Smuggling a gun into Clyde in when when he was in prison the first time. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, so enabling, yeah, and 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 this dynamic I, I find very interesting um and and you can really see like like that's not what today is about but there are some 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 couples like if, if you research it or even google it right crazy fucking vicious couples where where they really like spin out of control um and leave dozens of bodies in their wake you know so this is really a, a thing like this condoning of or, or enabling of each other's like bad habits and and uh, and and I find that at least I find that dynamic. It's not that I completely understand the dynamic, but I find it very interesting, like how how you get there and 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 where it can take you. Um, so I I think that that kind of describes a little bit. But I like their romance on on the shallow side. And not on 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 the surface, it's very romanticized, and um, but um, but when you look deep down, they they live very hard lives. They live very hard lives. From they were born to to they were shot dead in in Louisiana in, in 1934, and mm -hmm. uh, for all the time they were together, they were chased on the road, not proper showering, mm -hmm. medical care, mm -hmm. all of these things. It's, uh, Pretty, they pretty. were they were basically living in their car, no? no yeah, they were yeah, living on the road. So yeah. uh, it wasn't glamorous at all. And sometimes they like when you talk about the Barrow Gang. At times they were more than just Bonnie and Clyde. So now they were yeah. maybe four people living in the car. Bonnie, Clyde, Chuck, and Rex. Yeah. <laughs> And Patrick. Oh, here's a trivia you guys might not know. Um, so you did mention that um, Clyde's brother was also in crime and part of the gang. Clyde's brother's wife was also part of the gang. Mm. So Bonnie and Clyde weren't the only couple. Mm. They weren't the only couple. There was actually another couple in the gang. Um, and yet 
Why like, weren't they famous? Yeah. See, like nobody. And and my theory is my theory is apart from Bonnie actually like taking photos and writing the poetry, I think it's because they were really in love in love. You know what I mean? Like back then you'd get married for convenience, right? You might need to get married. But or were they better looking? Maybe they were better looking too, but you know. I'm actually curious, but the, if you guys on the live stream are listening to this, like, I want to hear what you guys are thinking. Like, do you think that was really love? Do you think it was genuine, destructive? Do you think they were enabling each other or no, it, they just liked the same things and happened to find their soulmate in crime? Because <laughs> like that could be too, right? They, weren't, they would have ended up doing the same things separately, even I, if they I never think, met. I think, yeah. I think a good question also there, Denise, is how far will you go for the love of your life? And that's a very that's a very good question. That's a very very good question. And if it, um, means, killing, if it means killing and 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 murdering people, how far will you go? So I'm sure, uh, sure the, the the killing streak probably came from Clyde. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating, but I would think that Clyde was the was the person who would because he was the first criminal. He was really a criminal to begin with. Bonnie was more or less just a a, a wife. A housewife who just probably had a bad life and wanted some sort of film <clears throat> and, and 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 that can go to the next question. <laughs> yeah, but 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 uh, but but it's 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 a very um it's a very good point. Although like it it's never been defined how she she was how deep she was a part of it. But obviously, when you drive around in the car with the guy. All day, all night, man. You're gonna get messed up in some fucking in some dirty shit. But uh, jumping on that, and before we go to the next question, because I like the way that you you lead into that one, and uh, I'll I'll ra- I'll just read a part of a poem that Bonnie wrote. It's called Su- "Suicide Sal." Right, "Suicide Sal" is a poem about allegedly she wrote most of her poetry in jail actually and and this is allegedly about a girl named sal that she met in in the joint and the whole poet uh, the whole the whole um the whole poem is the story of sal uh how she fell in love with a with an outlaw how she was his lady and then how she took the fall from him after a bad job ended up in jail and then how he left her and just found another lady and then just fucking dangled on. And uh, I'm going to read out three sections of it. But I'll recommend anybody that listens or anybody else for that matter uh, to, to go read these poems. They, they are online. You can Google them. There are really, really cool insights into the mind of, of, of Bonnie Parker. Um, but I'll read three uh, uh, passages that I've chosen. So here you go. There I fell for the line of a henchman, a professional killer from Chai. I couldn't help loving him madly. For him, I would die. One year we were desperately happy. Our ill-gotten gains we spent free. I was taught the ways of the underworld. Jack was just like a god to me. If he had returned to me sometime... Though he hadn't a cent to give, I'd forget all the hell that he cost me and love him as long as I live. Isn't that crazy? 
and that, that's it. That's that's why they were sensationalized. I mean, reading that in the especially in the thirties, you really get uh, emotionally connected with people. Uh, I don't think oh, who's who 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 can you say is the modern uh, Bonnie and Clyde nowadays? Yeah. No, no, that, that, that never happened again. Maybe there were, but it wasn't this sensationalized. Uh, um, no, no one. But th there's been a lot of crime couples, so but not as sensationalized yes. as this. And also, imagine like like this is good writing. She she was good, talented. She's a good writer, you know. Yeah, she um, was talented. And this leads into our third question, so we don't we don't drag on in with this for too long. Because what we're talking about here is something called hybristophilia. Hybristophilia is uh, a term for uh, people who get aroused by other people's criminal acts. And when I say aroused, it, uh, this doesn't mean that, that you know, you, you get a hard on or, or something. But, but it, it attracts you. Attraction. Like also, it, it's an attraction, right? Um, and, and when you read this poem from, which is written by Bonnie, but allegedly is not about her, but I'm, sh I'm, I'm sure like we can just for, for time's sake, we'll just kind of say that, that it has a little bit at least relatable to her story. Right. And, um, talking about loving this guy madly to the point where she's willing to die for him. Talking about how he taught her the ways of the underworld and how he was like a God to her. And then ending off by talking about, besides the fact that uh, she took the bullet for him, he left her for another chick, and now she's sitting 50 years in jail for, for a guy that left her. If he came back, she would still forgive him, and she would love him as long as, as, as he lived. It's romantic. So it's romantic, and, and this. No, it's not romantic. It's romantic to you guys. And uh, no, not necessarily. No, it's romantic to you guys because that's what you want. You want a girl that even if you treat her like shit, will wait around in jail for you and love you when you come back. Was, did, did did Clyde Sorry. treat her like shit? No, but that's, from that's, my perspective, it's yeah, not. Yeah, romantic. but that that's cool, man. Stupid. But that's not a, that's it's not stupid. something that you can just not throw around to people saying that that's what we want. I mean, chill out. Yeah, I, I get it. That's, I get it. But that's not something that I you get just what you're throw saying, around, Denise, man. But that's not the case. We're just, we're just, but see, we're just admiring why, the, po the, 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 the. That's why this stuff is dangerous. That's why this stuff is dangerous. Because you guys will read that and see romance, and I'm like, dude, this girl needs psychiatric help. She's not yeah. called suicide Sal for a reason, you know. I mean, she she needs psychiatric help that she cannot. It's a, you know, it's a tragic role. So, so let's let's sum it around because this this is this is the dark side of the Bunny and Clyde story. It's like Joker and Harlequin. It's a it's a twisted romance. This is this but romance is, nonetheless. It's just in a twisted level. But this is this is the dark side of, of, of the relationship of these types of relationships, which we also see with with. Uh, uh, like you have loads of like serial Ted, killers, Ted Bundy. Ser yeah, Ted serial Bundy. rapists that sit in jail and get fan mail, for example. Yeah, Ted Bundy, right? I, he, he was married in jail. Yeah. So, so, so I guess the point is with this question. Let's 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 get a hold of it. Is uh is um, do you think this is the case with Bunny and Clyde? Could be. That could be a clear case of that. Um. Uh, like I said in the your first question, she was probably rushing in, in in the freedom and the excitement of it. But then again, then again, this is something. If I, if I, if I'm gonna if you're gonna 
kind of analyze Ted Bundy, the girls who fell in love with Ted Bundy weren't actually poor. They were they were actually okay. Uh, they weren't in poverty. They weren't poverty. This this is a different story. They were all poverty stricken. Yep. So was it uh, 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 an attraction of, of 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 the bad boy image, or maybe it was just because they needed to survive? Circumstance. Exactly, circumstance. It's a, it's a, they're they're vic- victims of circumstance, and it just so happens that she's she has some talent. <laughs> and she shared it uh, in a different world, in a different light. If she was born uh, wealthy, I'm sure Bonnie would have pursued being a poet or an actor or, a, or, or an artist. Uh, she, she was just dealt a bad card in, in, in life and thus becoming a, a criminal. But is that uh, any... Is that... Uh, 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 a branch of uh, hyper uh, high bristophilia. We don't know. Maybe uh, I don't think she was analyzed. I don't think she was psychiatrically analyzed for that. So no, could be. I don't think could they be. did a lot of that back then. Psychiatric no. analysis. What about you, Denise? Well, before I answer, I just wanted to call out, we have an interesting comment on the live stream. Joseph was um, building on our little debates about was it romance or, you know, was it because Elsie was saying it's twisted, right? And Joseph says, isn't all romance a little twisted? Socially, it is socially accepted psychosis. That's a good point. Very interesting. Very interesting. That's a good point. Um, very interesting. I'm yeah. going to answer this question. This hybrid Sophilia. I don't think so. I agree with Elsie. I don't think they were attracted to each other's criminality. I think they were criminals because of their circumstance. Circumstance, yeah. In fact, Clyde lost his shit when he came from prison um, because he was really abused in prison. And that's why, you know, he, the switch went off and he was just a completely different person. Um, I think actually... The hybristophilia was from the people reading about them in the paper. As a couple, they weren't attracted to each other's criminality, but the general public was. They were fascinated, riveted, and to use your word, aroused by their criminality. You know, I think that's really what it was. And more to that point, like, I feel, I feel very strongly like if somebody handed either of them a million dollars back then, they'd stop their crime. They probably disappear somewhere. They move out of Texas, go to Mexico, and live the rest of their lives happy and moneyed. And yeah, the crime wasn't really it. And then, you know, most crimes are, are, except serial killers. Uh, Again, these serial killers aren't really uh, poverty stricken. Most of them are, are. are not uh, they're, they're pretty well off. One of them is, was even a mayor. Yeah, that's <laughs> See, you know what's his name? Ed Geens. So these are crazy uh, situations, and I don't think I, I totally agree with Denise. I think this is. I think they were all in their right minds. Uh, probably went a bit nuts because of the of of poverty and and the, the bad card they were dealt with. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, it, I, it was just survival uh, more more so than any. And, and exactly that attraction to the criminality was their audience attracted to their criminality, you know, um, and, 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 and that I wanted to bring up if they weren't as famous as they, they became, do you think the police would give a crap? I mean, they were technically petty thieves, you know, they yeah. were petty criminals. They weren't really, 
affecting so much like economical, you know, uh, distress with what they were doing. They didn't really uh, get into the, the like the searchlight of the police before they actually killed uh, an, an officer. Also, yeah. So they started killing people. Um, yeah. yeah, well, but, I, I mean, mostly in shootouts, like they mostly killed people in, 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 in shootouts. Uh, mm-hmm. At least that was where the first cop got killed in in a shootout, mm-hmm. um, and they can't be caught. So the cops are getting they, they were getting frustrated, and they were getting a no, bad they rep. They were getting embarrassed. They getting were getting embarrassed, embarrassed by the, the media. The, yeah, the media kept reporting how incompetent they mm-hmm. were, right? So, and I think it's also why they died such a horrific death because these mm-hmm. cops were, you know, sorry they were losing face. Yeah, actually, and, actually that was initiated by um, so the the prison that he was in. Clyde. Now you talked about it. So Clyde was in prison. It was called East Ham. Yeah. It was actually a prison camp, really, like a precursor to kind of like uh, like Auschwitz. Yeah, it's like Auschwitz, but without the gas chambers, right? So, so no easy way out. You just get worked to death, you know. So he was in here, and in here he met a, a guy called Big Ed, and Clyde wasn't. He wasn't a big guy, uh, but Big Ed was a very big guy. So uh, for months on end, he was actually beaten and uh, raped uh, until he eventually uh, killed Big Ed by luring him into a hotel and cracking his skull open with a with a lead pipe. And this is, uh, according to to sources, this is uh, when he did his first kill. Like this is when, like you said, Denise, this mm-hmm. is when it snaps. This is when. Um, he kind of flicks the switch. And see, this is why I believe it's true love. Because he wasn't like this when Bonnie first met him. And even when the switch flipped and he became this maniac of a criminal, she still stayed with him. You know, and that's why I believe she really loved who he was inside, not who he ended up becoming because of circumstance. Yeah, and, and uh, also actually, so he, he got released from East Ham. He got pardoned. His mom filed for a pardon, you know, in the States, like, you can get pardoned. I think, I don't know, maybe in the Philippines as well, but in the States, in any way, you can get pardoned by governors or uh, presidents or, or whichever whichever it is. And uh, he got pardoned. Uh, actually, he was so tired of working in the prison camp that he had another prisoner cut off two of his toes uh, to get him to the medical ward and get him sent out of the out of the prison. Uh, but uh, he was actually uh, released six days after. So his pardon went through without him being informed. Six days after he cut off his toes to get out of that, <laughs> that jail. I mean, it's a, it makes great story. I mean, when you and this is truth to life. That's why it was so sensationalized. It just makes great story. I mean, yeah. cutting, off, cutting off his toes, man. It was like what the fuck, right? <laughs> so in any case, when he got out, when he got out. Um, When he got out, he um, he basically told his family he's never going back, and that's where I, that's where I I agree, Denise, with the switch. And I don't I don't think um, so f- as far as I can understand the idea like the the stealing and stuff and the robberies have been to to sustain themselves, but but the killings are not necessarily serial killer like killings, right? It's not this like planned out. Uh, set up crazy like killing for killing's sake but he literally 
didn't want to go back. Like he was like, that is, I am never, I would rather die than end up in that place again. And, and I think that he really bad. hated prison. I mean, he, I think he wanted to, what, didn't, didn't he plan like a revenge for? Yeah, he did. He, he did. did. Yeah, he did. he did. That was actually his driving force. Right. Um, and I think what's, what's interesting to note about a case like Clyde's is, you know, you, you have this, this debate about, was his behavior warranted? You know, does he get to be pardoned, forgiven, understood for his behavior? Because who's the, who's the real abused. victim? Yeah, who's the real victim, right? Because he was abused first. And that's always a debate in my head. And we've had other episodes that discussed this before, especially the um, Mr. Hyde episode on misunderstood okay. monsters. Like, we were talking about that. Like, who's the real monster here? And I remember we arrived at this sense of responsibility and this sense of, you know, when will the cycle end, though? If you become a monster because other people were monsters to you in the past, it's understandable, but it's also a little bit scary because if everybody thought that way, it would never end, you know? And, and, and we go into a lot of chaos and we go into a lot of very, very emotion-fueled destruction, you know, and, 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 and that's my debate in my head. You know, because I, um, and this is where my consequence question comes in. You know, I get that. I get how bad a system can let you down. And I'm so feeling for Clyde in this sense. Like, super, like, you know what, man? Nobody fucking deserves that. You know, but at the same time, can I honestly tell myself that he was allowed to do that because of what was done to him? I don't know. I mean, for me, it's, it's just, yeah, humans, we got to get better at whatever it is we're doing. Because you just can't you know do stuff like that and and you can't take things from people just because you're bigger or stronger or richer it just doesn't work that way and 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 that's and and that that power doesn't have to be in a human being it can be in the system because the system let him down too they took from him you know they took from him and we decided fine i'm gonna take right back you know and 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 that's why they were glorified because everybody else reading their stories was thinking the same thing. They just didn't have the guts to do it. They just didn't have the guts to do it. But I think that that's definitely a, a, a good point. Like a lot of people fantasize about stuff, but, but rarely has um, the courage to, 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 uh, to live it out, especially when, when we're talking about uh, crime. Right, but in general in life, but but especially about crime, uh, very few people have the guts to actually uh, live it out, and 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 they also didn't love their life, like they didn't love their life on the road. Um, so so I think a, a lot of the way on that we 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 agree. I I don't believe it's necessarily a case of hypersophilia. Um, I I I do believe it. At the end of the day, I do believe it was a lifestyle that they wanted. Not that they wanted to to, to steal, but they wanted uh, things associated with wealth. And, and they went at any length to, to get it. That's right. true. They were very image conscious too, right? I mean, yeah. they really, really crafted that image so well. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Did, and, uh, did they craft the image or did Bonnie just craft the image? I, well, I think he dressed up. He dressed up just as dapper. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. Dressed up. Weren't all of them yeah. dressing up yeah. back yeah. in the so, day? So from what I could understand, when they met each other uh, at the very beginning, one of the first time Bonnie saw Clyde, he, he was there in his V8 
right? In his yeah, eight, right? In the Elsie slums. Elsie can appreciate this, guys. Just riding Elsie up in the slums in his V8. A V8. girl loving you for your car. You know, Elsie's like, yes, you know. <laughs> Not someone always just the car. Just a little bit. Just a little part of it. So, uh, so, so th- he definitely, he, he definitely, and, and he was attracted to, to that life. And that was why he got into crime so, so early. Um, again, like, and that's what we're talking about, like the system failing, because he didn't see any other way of obtaining that lifestyle other than stealing cars. Um, but I don't think it was hyperstophilia. I, I, I do think that that um that there was a a big consent i don't believe bunny stayed with him because she got aroused by the lifestyle yeah. I, I um yeah I, I don't think it was superstophilia but i like your point denise that there might have been some on behalf of the rest of us or the rest of us at the time right uh at the media people people were hungry for entertainment man, and 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 this was it and um, it's a funny concept, hyperstophilia. It, it really is. Like people that commit heinous acts and get love letters while they are in 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 prison is is really uh really something oh. else. <clears throat> but man, it proves there's someone for everyone, <laughs> right? Right, man. Fuck. Oh shit. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, what a, what a crazy story, right? And these these kind of stories are are, are not uncommon, uh, and, and we know that that love kills, right? It kills sometimes, and sometimes even on a very large scale. But um, we've talked a little bit about this, but let's circle around it a little bit more. Why why does this appeal to us, right? Like like this maybe in the case of Bonnie and Clyde, I think as we've gone through today, um. We do separate the, the love story a little bit. Like it's like a mixture of the two things. It's both the love story, but it's also a, 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 a like a free lifestyle where you don't abide to authority. Uh, you don't you don't content with uh, with uh, suppression, right? All of these things. So so of course that also plays a factor. But but why does this have appeal? And especially like like these love story that that ends in murder. Why do they have an appeal? I guess I guess for me that it's in a way it's freedom. It's just it's a symbol of total freedom. Uh, the ultimate go-getters, you know, if you want something, go get it, uh, no matter the cost. And that's that's appealing to a lot of people, especially to people that can't do it. That people who have families, who have jobs, who have uh, responsibilities, uh, we fascinate over these uh, these types of freedom. These type of these these types of uh, of of adventures in lives that uh, m- most of us can't do. And then, and I'm with, sure with, every- with the love of your life by your side, you ride towards the sunset. Or it could be your car. best friend. I mean, there's Thelma and Louise, guys. They were best Thelma friends. And Louise. That too. Right. Yeah, you right. could do that too. Right. But I'm gonna build on what Elsie said because I have a slightly different take on why people are fascinated with love that ends in death yeah. right and especially in this kind of love where they're pushing the envelope is an understatement um 
you know, Elsie mentioned we're fascinated by it because technically we're not allowed to do that. We don't have the freedom to do that. There are social obligations and constraints and expectations. There are legalities that need to be taken into consideration. And together with that fascination, deep down, I think there's also a little bit of resentment. We admire them, but we also kind of resent them because they're doing the things we don't do because we're abiding by the law. We are conforming to societal expectations. So it's jealousy also. It's jealousy. So there's a sort of retribution we get when they end up dead at the end because we get to tell ourselves silently, see, that's why you don't go and do that. That's why I don't go and do that because I don't want to die. Because I don't want to die. So we get to live vicariously through these people and yet see justice served in the end. And we sleep Mm. better at night knowing, see, that's why I don't do that. Mm. And I think that's why we're fascinated with stuff like that. Mm. Well said, Denise. I I, I totally agree with that. It it is some sort of, some form of resentment, envy. To these uh, the ultimate to ultimate go getters who can actually do what they want to, without any regard of any, but then again you know, uh, my God the people they killed no, is that some sort some sort of uh, oh but, but fantasy that a lot of people have but, <laughs> but it's important it's important there to is. to remember that that that's a universal concept what what Denise is talking right. about right. right right and and in this. Type, we're talking about, uh, let's say, if we make a go-getter spectrum, we're, we're talking about a, a couple of people that ended up on the dark side of that spectrum. But there is also a non-dark side of that spectrum. There are go-getters that go out into the world and make something of themselves, make something of their circumstances, and make life better, not only for themselves, but for people around him, around them. And at the same time, there are people looking at them in envy, with resentment. That's true, too over the things that they don't have the courage That's to do. Too. It doesn't have to be criminal. It doesn't have to be unlawful. Yeah, Every time somebody is successful, we're fascinated. We laud them. We admire them. And then we secretly wish they'd fail. Like, we secretly and, do. Though. Yes. Yeah. And then when the demise come on that person. We're like, yes. see? I like where, <laughs> I like where this is going, guys. I like it. And, and, right. and, and But that that's a whole different type of, of dark. But that's wishing someone else's demise and that's something i think everybody can relate to i mean that you know is why? Hard, but that is something that 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 is a part of being human something that you do not go go without the, the question and is just, it is a survival instinct because once the biggest strongest fastest one in the tribe gets killed off you have a better chance of survival because they're not going to get the most meat the, mo- the best shelter. And, and that's why there's a secret desire for the stronger, more successful people to fail. In, 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 in biblical terms. But, but, because but we're all isn't children that, of isn't pain. That, isn't that a, a short-term, short-short-term solution? But survival is short-term. Yeah. Survival in many respects is very short-term. You know? and, and, and that's why. It's also very depressing because once they've met their demise, and that demise doesn't need to be death necessarily, how quickly we are to move on to the next, right, aren't we? Right. We're not mourning them for years. Yesterday's news, who's next? And and that is also so twisted about the human brain, you know, and the way the way we fangirl and fanboy about people is just about death, about failure of of, uh, you know? of the alpha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Failure so, of the alpha. 
So so now that we're talking about this, how, how do you counteract that? How do you counteract human nature? How do you counteract our inheritance from Cain? Qualify <laughs> the question, Martin. <laughs> how do you position yourself in a world like that? Right, because we agree that that you can't join it, right? If you join it, you don't make it any better, right? It just gets worse. No, so how do you position no, think, yourself in a world like that? Like no, if, I think, I you, think, right? No, I think, I think, uh, what Denise is saying is, everybody fantasizes about it secretly. No one will actually admit it. I, you wouldn't, uh, you, you, you can't get that information out of anyone. They will You're not never gonna go. Hey, Congratulations! Let me know when you fail. Yeah, you're not gonna say that. They're not gonna say. It. They're all, they're always gonna try to justify it or, or or gonna hide their empathy. They're gonna have fake empathy, uh, and, and I'm not saying for everyone. I'm sure. I'm sure there are genuinely uh, uh, empathic people out there. I'm sure, and there uh, equally there are also fake ones. So so, I think but, that's what. But the question was, what do you? And do? I have an answer. I have an answer. We'll go for it. Politics. You have to play the politics. You have to know what to say, when to say it, and to whom to say it. And if you are very, very good at politics, nobody will realize that you're that powerful or that successful. And nobody will, yeah, nobody will grudge you your success. If you are actually very good at politics, and I'm not talking government politics, okay? I'm talking about the root word of politics, which is the ability to, you know, kind of... Full strange. But yeah, you know, you know, of poly, of people, right? This ability for you to understand how people will respond to a thing is how you survive in a world where they'll all secretly want you to fail. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, you position yourself. You position your... It's, it's why um, every time you have some kind of survival game, it's always the person who is the least evident, Right. But right. they can't be too quiet either. You can't be too loud, but you can't be too quiet. And, you you know, it's a politics game. You have to be always a little bit in the middle and then you'll survive. You'll survive. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. Like, like the way I was thinking about it was just let's say Bonnie and Clyde weren't Bonnie and Clyde. Right? But we have a couple of go getters. Right? They live in a very, very hard time. Right. How, how should they have acted? What should they have done? In what time? In this time? No. In, well, in, well, in our modern time? Well, just just in general. But but let, like I, I don't want to be too concrete because I mean they're already dead. It already happened and, and like but but let's say they that was what they wanted. If their end goal is not mayhem and death and uh, all of these horrible things that we've been circling around today, if they're in if that was just mm. something that happened to, to kind of come upon them on their strive to a better life, let's say. Uh, mm. It's something that we, a lot of us can relate to. Like, like the world can be unfair. Like, it, it can be brutal, you know. And, and very few people get what they deserve, right? But we can't all just go, like, or, or we can, but not all people go and start robbing gasoline stations or liquor mm -hmm. stores. And some people even succeed despite of these let's say presuppositions that we, we, we're talking about so that's but just what, what i'm interested in what i'm interested yeah, in is just what what is the mindset that you need to bring to the table for, for you to kind of counteract yeah, this 
because because that's the, the 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 most dragging thing of society is is people wishing your demise See, out, I think of, out of India. If, if you're asking me personally, I think I think it's a great question, but I think technically Bonnie and Clyde answered it for themselves. That was what they knew to do given their circumstance, given you know, and so to to debate about what they could have done better or different, yeah. what they should have done. Yeah, that, know, that was I, why I didn't want to make it about them. I just wanted to make it make it in general because I, I liked the I concept and the ideas. Yeah. yeah, and I was getting there and I feel like there isn't one way. There isn't a way. There isn't, you know, and everybody has to make a choice for themselves and that choice depends on comfort level, depends on risk aversion, you know, and depends on need. Some people need stuff more than other people. Some people start off on a higher foot than others and and to have a way of life that is supposed to apply to everybody feels like it's shortchanging the individuality of everybody's personal experience. And 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 I think in as much as they were wrong, I don't think they regretted it at all what they did. And 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 maybe that's the guidance. Just don't regret or at least make sure when you decide on stuff sorry about that make sure when you decide on stuff for yourself and 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 the things that you're going to do or not do you will be proud of yourself at the end and there's little amount of regret you know i guess that's the only only way you'd be able to survive it <clears throat> with bonnie and clyde did they really want to settle down it seems in every movie or or story you read they were always on the go Fair point. And they, and they were, they were they, in one time. At what? At one point, they were actually they had they have accumulated a, a, a good supply of, of 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 money and guns and what have you. They could have actually settled down somewhere, and they didn't. So, but but were uh, they adventurers think, by nature? Yeah, I think I think I think they were. I think they were adventurers by nature. I think they were wild, as we talked about earlier i think those they, they i think those are presuppositions that played together with their circumstances which kind of led them down the path that they were on um so maybe the in 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 inadvertently they they were probably rebelling against a system that they think was unfair to 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 them, they well, they felt it. It was unfair yeah, uh, to them. For sure, for so sure. they were more or less rebelling. They were they were waging war, so to speak, on 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 the system. Their enemy was the system. Well, they, I think uh, at the end crime, of the day, what they, they wanted to be free, right? They wanted to be free, and they wanted mm-hmm. to live a certain life. I have an idea. I have an idea because. For those of you who are listening for the first time, we do have a segment that we're not going to do tonight uh, for certain reasons. Um, but we have a segment where um, our producer chooses the best trivia and whoever wins the trivia gets to ask a consequence question. And I won last time and I'm just reviewing my consequence question. And I think it might answer Martin's question because in sharing the answer to this question, we might get the insight, right? Because, you know, Elsie is talking about how essentially the system not force them to be that way, but led them to be that way. So if you guys are okay, maybe we can ask this question and yeah, and then go ahead, go ahead. That's a great that's a because I have a funny feeling that's where the answer is. So my question was, as we've already established, in a way, Bonnie and Clyde, Clyde especially, became the way they were because of the neglectful, and yes, it was a very neglectful system, 
and a corrupt system in the 1930s that let them down. So my question is, can you share a time in your own life where the quote unquote system let you down and that it changed you forever? Because I think that will answer Martin's question, what do you do? Because that's what essentially <clears throat> happened to you guys. I have a couple. <laughs> well, then you go first. <laughs> well, I think uh, a few years back, not, not to divulge any names, no, a few years back, uh, I was, uh, I had an estafa case. Someone robbed me of money. Someone got some money uh, out of me and uh, they weren't uh, paying me back. So uh, technically it was uh, an estafa case. So I, I, I went the legal way. <clears throat> I had a lawyer. My cousin was a lawyer. I had a lawyer send him this, send him that. No, no, nothing happened. I I had I had some pull in the NBI and nothing happened to that too. So I did everything legally, paid all the legal fees and whatnot, and nothing happened. And that failed me. That I felt really frustrated that this system really is sucky. There's, there's nothing, there's no justice. So what I did against my lawyer's uh, uh, advice, I had I was in media back then, I was working for GMA, and I and I just flashed this picture on, on TV. That against my lawyer's uh, wishes, though. He said that if you do that, he can counter sue. That's moral damages. What the fuck? I said, be that as it may. Let's, let's, let's do it. So I, I, I flashed his face, calls me uh, an hour after and, 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 and in panic and says, why did you do that? My kids can see my face. And, I, and then I just said, oh, well, well <laughs> it's your fault, dude. <laughs> you give me my money back. And uh, true enough, the next day, he gave my money back with an apology. And he even said that. I didn't even know your media. If I knew, I would have not uh, wow. done that. Wow. That's rich. Wow. Wow. And, and, that's, wow. and that's, uh, sir, that's how, you know, a lot of people justify their, their actions by trying to uh, uh, twist the, 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 the situation as, they're, as though they're the victims. <laughs> that's really funny. And I, I, and I just let it be. Okay. And here's the funny thing, uh, and I be, I truly believe in poetic justice at this point. So that guy, uh, that guy, the Estafa case, was because I was trying to buy a car, and uh, he wasn't there. And he instead of giving me the car, he got my money, and 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 the car wasn't delivered. So, and that guy, that guy who did that, died in a car. Whoa! A few years after. He died in a car accident. Dude, that's a kick-ass story. We were just talking about like. I know. I know. I have. I have wow. Sorry. I wrote it. I wrote it. It's a. It's a great story. Uh, it's a great story. I just and, don't know how to. I, yeah, and it's poetic justice. It happened to me, and uh, as a, as a non-believer of faith, I don't know what you call that. Karma, maybe. I, I don't know. So, it comes uh, around, goes karma around. with a C. <laughs> karma with a karma nice 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 i will tell you see like right now i've already gleaned stuff in a society or a system doesn't work for you you take matters into your own hands but you do it with your own style right and ironically that's what bonnie and clyde but did. but here's the thing whether Dennis, it's I, right or that, wrong that though. was still legal that was still illegal that, that i did i i i i, I kind of did some moral damages right uh, he didn't act upon it though, because uh, you know he was you 
at, at fault here. But still, the system failed me. <clears throat> in, a, in, in an extreme point of view, I would have been Clyde. <laughs> in an extreme point of view. If that was life or death or something, I would have taken things in my hands and probably if it was, if that guy probably killed a, a good friend of mine, like one of you guys, knock, knock. You know, I, w- I would have retaliated in, 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 in the same manner and uh, that would have branded me a criminal. Would I be at fault? Or the system would be at fault? It's, it, it's, yep, it's really a tug of war again. of sorts. We're yeah. back there again. We're back there again. We're back there again. Yep, right, we're back right, there right. again. Yeah. Right. Martin, uh, what about you? The rabbit hole just gets deeper, huh? Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very good question, you know. Uh, have I ever been seriously let down by the system? Yeah, I, I guess uh, less than some, more than others. Um, never really been this the system. I, I've interacted with the system as as little as as possible. Um, but I always had had a hard time like fitting mm, the way I saw the world into the ideal way to kind of like navigate or the the, the set of the map that kind of gets gets supplied from from society or from from the system um i've never really been let down like there's there's been times it's mostly been from from for me it's mostly been from uh like professional authority like people that were supposed to know what they were doing where i knew they, not that i knew because I'm, I'm not like for example i'm not a doctor right i'm not a doctor but you have a feeling and you know that feeling like like you like I know something is wrong. I know this is wrong or I know it to be this or I, I think it's a, this is this. I've had a few times in my life at very pivotal points where my gut feeling I've also been wrong a lot of times. Don't don't get me like it's not like I'm right every time, but where my gut feeling uh went against professional opinion. I went with the professional opinion and suffered tremendously um because of it and and that that definitely i don't know if that was already in me from the beginning it it might have been um but i i have a i have a very very uh uh skeptical uh relationship to authority and even professional opinion and that both works in my favor but it also works against me right so that that for me, that's just one of the things. But that definitely changed me forever. It's not like I had a run-in or a, a, a lawsuit or I was dropped on the floor. Or my my parents were alcoholic and they didn't save me or hey, I, none of that. Man. But but I I, I did have uh, some very um, I had some run-ins with professional authority that that uh, that I came up on the short side on because I followed someone's advice, which turned out to be a non not totally wrong and both medically or physically especially i've had a lot of issues so so yeah so that that changed me in the way that that i'm very skeptical uh whenever i hear people talking about something like like they know about it i always have that in my head like yeah or they they like brass themselves or they'll flash their title or whatever whatever it might be you know like I know that because I'm a doctor, or I know that because I'm a this, or I'm I'm a that. Um, I know that because I'm a podcaster with the name under the table show. Oh. Yeah. So uh, so I, I have I have a I have a 
uh, 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 unhealthy slash unhealthy uh, relationship with, with professional authority, for sure. I will say though, you you didn't you you mentioned that you didn't experience it personally, but let's not forget that when you are let down by the system, the smallest social unit of a system is family. And there are a lot of people that are actually let down by family. And that is just as bad as getting let down by the legal system, the justice system, the professional system, you know, and there could be even worse. Diba? It could be even worse, you know? And so you guys need to understand that if you feel that you're getting let down by family is not as big as let's say Clyde getting sent to an abusive prison. It is, it really is. And, and you need to decide where it begins and ends, you know? It might not always be acceptable. It might not always be lawful. But in the case of Elsie, he decided, no, this ends here and now. I'm gonna do something that isn't morally right and isn't lawful, but it has to end, you know? Uh, the, 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 the bad side is Denise. You have to be a monster to, to beat a monster. Doesn't that suck, though? That's, that's, that sucks. Yeah. Isn't that, doesn't that suck? Man, yeah. that, you but, have but that, to but play that game. That, that's, that's, a story of, uh, that's a story of the hero. That is a story and, of a hero. And, and, and but, the story, I, but the hero is, 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 is yeah, is, is, a hero, is a hero, and, and, and A hero is a monster that can control himself. A warrior that can mm. keep his sword sheath, meaning that he still has a sword. He still has a weapon. He knows how mm. to use it, and he knows how to use it very well, but he also knows not to use it or when And not you to have use a point it. there because technically, Bonnie and Clyde were, they were revered until they started killing people. Then the public was mm. like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. The robbing thing. The stealing from the system and taking back what's owed to us. We get that. We'll support it. We'll cheer you on. But the minute you start killing people, that's when we start turning away. And you have a point there, Martin. And that's why they started off as heroes. And then they ended up exactly where they were meant to end up. They were criminals. They were the bad guys because they didn't know how to hold it in. They didn't know how to control, you know, that particular side you know you can have the gun but if you don't fire it you're not a criminal you know you don't mm -hmm. shoot it's anybody funny else. though that every movie but it's funny though that in, in every movie they're they, they're depicted as the protagonist so <laughs> i think <laughs> i think the, the reason the i think the reason they're 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 depicted as the protagonist is because in any story you need to feel for the stars of the story right and so you need to build up a narrative where they're relatable and that's why they have to be built up as protagonists. But I do harken back to my original feeling that not really protagonists in the traditional sense. They're a cautionary tale. Anti-heroes. Yeah, they're mm. a cautionary tale. Anti-heroes. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll get cautious. you to like them. We'll get you to like them, cheer them on until you realize, no, see, no, that wasn't the moral of this story, guys. The moral of the story is be careful who you make a hero. Be careful who you admire and who well, you emulate. Or maybe, maybe the moral is that regardless of your circumstances, there are things that are wrong to do. They're just wrong. 
Yeah, they just mm -hmm. regardless of where you come from, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of of anything, there are, there are things that are unforgivable, and and this is not only addressed like right now here on the podcast, but there, it's been addressed in in in, in many many types of uh, religious scriptures, mm -hmm. for example, different kinds of uh, things. You could say the Ten Commandments is one of them, right? Um, but but the. Uh, but no matter how bad your circumstances, there's always someone that has it worse, but did better. And that that's kind of like the 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 this, the story of of, of life. Um, and and why, in, in let's say in the terms of Bonnie and Clyde, when 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 we talk about circumstances, like they chose to go the way that they went. But you could have, you also have the guy that came from Devil's Shore who who made it. Like, like let's say a business and helped out people or helped out the community like um why was Clyde not that guy and even though the circumstances could have been the same right right so in any case i i find you know what's that sickening? way of thinking what's sickening is if Clyde if Clyde became that guy nobody would know who he was yeah, the yeah, newspapers yeah, yeah. wouldn't be printing anything yeah. about him, and that's the sad truth. If, if he was though. a nice guy that ran a local family business down in in fucking Devil's Shore, man, nobody would know who he is. Nobody or, would care. If 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 Bonnie didn't write anything about their exploits or taken pictures, you know what? That yeah, much, if I they hadn't taken those pictures, they might never have had had climbed to fame like like they did. So. So so the lesson here is if you're gonna go, go into a, a world of crime. Take a lot of selfies. Document everything, guys. Do your Instagram story yeah. of you know, yeah. the uh, you're doing the crime. Post, you know. <laughs> just remember, just just remember to censor your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have that Ford V8 so you can run away. You know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for sharing on that question. Um, I would have shared too, but we're not too good on time. And and I think I think your perspectives were quite um really nice ones and 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 it's the kind of answer that opens up more questions which i think is really awesome and yeah i guess uh, back to you Martz, for what yeah I, I i actually think uh for for today that we're gonna have the ending rounds now um i'm gonna sum it up and and uh um it, it was great it was great talking about bonnie and clyde um it it, it gets I think we jump back and forth, uh, like sometimes between different, but it's 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 really really hard because because you have so much. Like I can feel it from this podcast. I have so much I want to say about it, right? I have I have so many opinions I want to share, and I think you guys feel the same, and I think a lot of people feel the same. I think that's also why they got sentient, uh, like they they became such a good story. Uh, it's it's because there's so much to be said about them, right? Um, but let's take the finishing round, Denise. Um, you want to round off with anything? Yeah, I guess there's always something to be said about giving people something to talk about, you know, and I think that's pretty cool because if there's one thing they did really well, they gave something for people to talk about. Um, but don't make it something that destroys stuff. You know, give give things to talk about that that create stuff, that build stuff. You know, that make things a little bit better. We have a lot of other episodes on this podcast, things like self-aware AI. You know, and those are the things that you want people to really be talking about. So, I guess the thing I want to close on is, 
be famous, not infamous. Oh. And, and <laughs> what about you, Elsie, my main? Yeah, I know. Uh, it's apparent that people like infamous, infamousy. We, we, we relish into that. We, we, were, we gravitate into, into the bad boy. It's still there, the, the, the bad boy, bad girl uh, syndrome. Uh, but yeah, crime does not pay. Uh, I learned that uh, the hard way. Uh, maybe there is some sort of universal law that uh, whatever comes around goes. Whatever goes around comes around. Uh, hopefully there is, because uh, <laughs> our world is not very, very righteous right now. Uh, hello, China, right? So, uh, <laughs> so I guess. Just be, be nice to everyone. Be, 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 a, be a good human being to your fellow man and to, and to a lower being, uh, an, uh, an animal. Try not to sensationalize people who are, you know, the whole uh, bad boy, I will kill everybody. Yeah, like Bill and said, be excellent to each other. Be excellent. Be excellent, Be excellent to each other. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Crime does not pay, guys. Crime does not pay. Yeah, man. Yeah. So for me, I, I think I think it's the same. I, uh, um, for me, it's so it's so much a story. It's it is a story. Uh, to sum it up, it, I think it is a story about love. I, I do believe they 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 really cared for each other, and and. Um, uh, Clyde actually uh, carried around. They had a car accident close to their death, um, where he drove at ninety miles an hour through, uh, yeah, some some road work. Uh, and, Isn't uh, that ironic? <laughs> yeah, right. And um, Bunny almost died, and while she was in the car, at this the the battery exploded, and the the drip yeah. battery acid on her leg. Battery acid eats your skin. Like that eats yep. you yep. all the way to the bone. And uh, they traveled around like that. They couldn't go to the hospital. They couldn't do anything. And and there was actually yeah. a bunch of people. There was a, a, a little family of people that helped them for a few days, mm. kept them in, cleaned their wounds. And then they were off in, in he stole a new car and they went off, off they went. Uh, and he took care of her for they've been through a they, they went through a lot man that that's for sure like I, I think we covered that like their circumstances were definitely not the best they, they went through a lot and i think the moral from this from this uh story at least from my perspective is don't use your 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 circumstances as a justification for your actions use them as motivation for where you want to go because when you use them to justify your actions this that's the road that you will travel down not, not that you will end up like Bonnie and Clyde, but it's a similar road you, you will travel down. And and um, and the, the world is so unfair. It, it really is. And not not to me, me, me a lot, lot less than, than to, to a lot of other people. But, but you can choose to do things the right way. Or you can choose to do it at any cost. It's up to you. So with that, I will end this uh bonnie and clyde series with an amazing poem written by bonnie it's called the trail ends this poem was given to bonnie's mom a week or so before they died
right and this, this is the last two passages again I, I recommended it before if you like Bonnie and Clyde or interested in him go Google Bonnie Parker poetry and you will find it right so I'll read it here they don't think they are too smart or desperate they know that the law always wins they've been shot at before but they do not ignore that death is the wages of sin Someday they'll go down together. They'll bury them side by side. To few it'll be a grief. To the law a relief. But it's the death of Bonnie and Clyde. So with that I want to say thank you. Um, for an amazing episode. Have a great week, everybody. Hit us up on Spotify, Anchor, uh, iTunes, Apple, Facebook, our Nuts group. If you want to, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe I'll post a, I'll post a poetry on the Nuts group. That might be a good idea, so you guys can read it. Um, have a, have a great week. Thank you so much for following. Take care. See you guys. You said my love life will be okay. I lie.